Greetings and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, sort of, scene by scene until the end of time. <laughs> in these episodes, we're doing sort of. Eternals where we're putting them in the historical in place historical, that they yeah. are. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are not in historical order, just the episodes were. Right. Correct. Uh, and so with that, you've obviously guessed that we are here to do an Eternals pickup episode. Um, this episode is starting at 4 minutes and 51 seconds and going until 6 minutes and 43 seconds. So after the ensuing scene that we just saw with the whole battle with the Deviants and such, the tribe's people come out of their huts and tents as the Domo descends upon their... Uh, tribal village like thing it's not quite a village yet yeah. but you know it's probably the closest we can get to terminology -wise. As, as far as i could tell um, they had cities but these people are not i think the the, the lookouts are nearer to the city than the that yeah, might make yeah. that might make more sense um so they gather their weapons and they stand ready as the 10 heroes emerge uh on a very cool by the way like gold disc like situation mm -hmm even though most of them can fly, um, but they all are standing on these little golden discs that then kind of collapse and fold in in a very cool, like, almost like a secret handshake with himself motion <laughs> for Fastos. Love it. Yeah. Um, Druig then uses his ability to put everyone at ease and drop their weapons, yep. which, again, does seem a little bit like an invasion of privacy, but, you know, hard to deal with, with, you know, uh, telekinetic people and some yeah. of that telepaths and such. Um Ajak then heals an injury on Icarus's shoulder, and he says, thank you, Ajak. Like, very weirdly out of place with the rest of this scene. <laughs> I'm Icarus. Uh, yeah, I am Icarus, exactly. <laughs> very interesting that he just knows Ajak's name, but, like, introduces himself to Cersei. I don't know. Not really sure how their dynamics work. Um, but the boy that was saved in the previous scene right. slowly, you know, walks towards them. Ajak nods to Cersei, who walks out and greets him. She takes up a stone tool from the ground and uses her ability to transmute it into a finer tool of gold and some sort of blue stone, maybe marble. Yeah, I'm not quite like sure what that was. Really, Yeah, it was no, really hard to tell purple, what yeah. that part of it so. was. But it is a obviously much more advanced tool than they clearly have at this time. Right. So, James, I want to talk about the time that we are in. Let's talk um, about it. We are currently in an era um, for the world, not necessarily like what you were talking about earlier was like specific to... Yeah. Uh, the region, but for the world itself, we are in the Neolithic age or the new stone age. Um, and we are for another couple thousand years until, uh, 3000 BCE. Right. That's when that will end. And we start into the metal. Um, but we're not here for metal. We're here for stone. Um, and that is also why this is kind of a big deal, right? right? The tool at hand does sort of look like a knife of sort, right? When you're first looking at it. And that's what I assumed it was, yeah. um, based on the way like the handle is and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you actually, look into like the history of items and stuff like that. And like the, the tools of the time, yeah. you will find that that is actually a hand ax. Um, oh. Every photo that I could find of, of things like this from, from the past mm. um, showed that essentially, if you look at where like the handle is, it's like kind of twisted a little bit yeah. and it's a little bit more like rounded as opposed to like a thing that you would hold in your palm. Mm. It's like, like as if you're going to jab, it's actually more of like something that you're palming this way and then striking down. Oh, okay. Because they hadn't quite made axes that were like on a 
stick yeah. type situation quite yet. Or maybe some areas have, but not right. here. Right. Um, this was created in a very similar way to spearheads uh, and arrowheads and stuff like that of the times. Yeah. Um, taking larger stones and striking the edges of a smaller, flatter stone to flatten it out, sharpen the edges, give it some kind of like lacerated um, type areas to really be able to etch into things. Yeah. Um, and then using something like some sort of leather-like material or even plant materials like fronds and stuff like that to uh, wrap around and connect the wood and stone piece um, uh, that you're you know, creating your small palm handle with. Um, and when she gives it back, it has a slightly longer handle to it. Mm. Um, and it is a little bit more knife-like. Uh, it does kind of, it's it's interesting to me. Like it, I think that, it's very close to the same thing that what she picks up, but it very clearly has a slightly longer handle mm. to me, at least I, at least, I don't know, maybe my eyes played a trick on me, right. but, um, from everything that I was looking up from when I saw it, when, when they first picked it up, it looked like what these hand, hand axe tools were, right. um, which weren't, I, I understand that has the word axe in it, sure. but it wasn't used just for like chopping down a tree. It was used right. for, for many things that even a knife would also potentially be sure. used for. And my assumption here, because they never quite specify, but my gift here, or my gift, my idea here for this gift that they give is that it is obviously going to be much sharper yeah. than what they just had. And I'm going to assume that it also does not dull mm. um, because it's like an Eternals gold right. kind of thing. And also, this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but they do show that same item again in the future, and it looks exactly the way it was. Five, you know, like 7,000 years ago. And so to me, it's like you don't get an item looking flawlessly perfect for 7,000 years unless it perhaps is some sort of like magic technology, you know? Um, So that's where I'm kind of getting that idea from. Uh, And I also think that although they are told not to, you know, interfere with things, I think this is sort of the first step in just sort of making sure they have a little bit of a push to move them in the right direction to advance humanity. Right, because there's there's giving uh-huh. technology and moving someone too fast, and there's also uh, I'm gonna give you a lock a door so people or your, I'm gonna give your door a lock so people can't just come in. Like it's a knife that's like, right. listen, we can't always protect everyone from every deviant all the time. We're gonna try, but like maybe try and get one of them with these with this. Like you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah, and also I think it's also very different to say here is. Um, this is also kind of teasing something from later, but I think it's an important distinction. At one point, he's thinking about an engine yeah, for them. Yeah. Right. But it's like you can't give them an engine, but you can give them a tool. Right. Right. Because a tool might eventually get them to the point where they can create an engine on their own. Right. So giving them the final product, I think, is kind of out of the question, but giving them the proper like resources right. uh, and then letting them figure it out for themselves, I think is fair game. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of what this episode dictates in, in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now I want to specify also that, you know, I could be wrong on how I was, uh, formulating like what this item was and what it's potentially used for. Uh, but I mean, again, I searched, you know, multiple times for, uh, tools and weaponry of the, uh, of the time period and looked through multiple different things. And that was what looked the closest to what was picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is where I got that from. But, you know, I could be wrong. It honestly could have just been a 
spearhead type thing yeah. with like a, a small handle and it could have been supposedly been a knife but also like why would you just leave that on the floor i guess well, it could be one I of guess the why weapons would you leave they an just axe too it. but because druid just made them drop their true. spears so what if true he... very true that's a good point <laughs> someone well. drops their so, spear by just like heaving it to the ground so that the, the thing breaks and just the, he the head is there yeah yeah again I, I could be wrong and like if someone you know comes on to our show or to our twitter account or whatever and is like hey this dude got it enti ent entirely wrong then i you know i apologize yeah. Um, but I, I did look for honestly like a, a good while. Yeah. I didn't just do like the first thing I found. Right. I looked through at least like, I think like five or six different articles and looked through many pictures uh, within those articles to try to, you know, narrow it down and find these things. So hopefully, uh, I am at least somewhat correct. Yeah. <laughs> hey folks, Colin Parker here. This is uh post-production Colin actually coming to you from, well, this past's future I'm not going to get into that joke once more. As always, time is weird. So listen, while I was editing this episode, uh, I was thinking about trying to find a picture of the tool that we were just discussing to use for part of the social media promotion. And in doing so, I found a updated article from the Eternals wiki and stuff like that, where initially I had seen it listed just as a tool, and now they have it labeled as a flint knife. Uh, and also later they call it a dagger, which to me is not exactly the same thing, but I don't know. Are all daggers just knives or vice versa? Maybe it's like the square and rectangle situation. Either way, I'm not really sure. Personally, after doing all the research that I did, I kind of like my answer better. But I do also understand that to the common eye, it's going to look a lot like a knife or a dagger. So before you at me on Twitter or whatever, just know that it seems like there's a couple different answers that could be used. The Marvel Wiki is not updated by Marvel itself, so, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Okay, back to the episode. It's, I mean, it sounds right. It sounds right to me. But that is all that I have for this because we move pretty quickly on from this era. Well, uh, let's just really quickly talk about the music of, of this scene. Um, oh, sure. Which uh, this scene ends with the beginning of um, Pink Floyd's Time uh, from Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. I forgot that like when you're watching it with captions on. Yeah. It very clearly starts off with rock music. Yeah. And I think that's really funny. <laughs> Considering they're in the Stone Age. Very good. Very good. Yeah, the, the new Stone Age, rather. Yeah. Uh, and then to immediately say rock music. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what is, why is that playing? <laughs> this is, uh, it's called Time. It's on, it's one of my favorite songs from Dark Side of the Moon. It's a oh. weirdly, it's a weird song to hear. Um, Having just Before watched the scene. Existed? Yeah, in 5000 BCE, it's weird to be like, and now, of course, Pink Floyd. And you're like. Okay. If this was SNL, you just had that sketch of then. Ladies and gentlemen, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so, uh, and what's, what's funny is, so the beginning happens, and then we're going to cut to the future. The rest of the song is going to play in 2024 or something. Uh, but that's not, that's not us anymore. We're not, we're not going to be there um, yet, but someday. Well, uh, we have a Twitter handle for this podcast, 
um, and it is uh, uh, Timeline Scav. Uh, we also have a Twitter account for the network that we're on, which is at ScavengersNet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter just sort of taking gold bands and twisting them into globes at Unabashed James. Uh, Colin, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me going pew pew with my <laughs> special abilities uh, off in a corner at Colin M. Parker. Perfect. Uh, you can find uh, another, the uh, the Apollo of the Eternals that we're talking about here, the musician oh. Nick Bramald, uh, who is at N. Bramald, that is N. B-R-A-M-A-L-D. Um, you can also find him on his website, nickbermaldcomposer.co.uk. Um, let's see. We're talking about uh, tools and music. Sounds a lot like Blink-22, right? It does. Um, all right. Let's talk about... <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about uh, Blink, You'll Miss It. So Blink, You'll Miss It is a show that's on the Scavengers Network where I uh, have, with many guests, including... Uh, this this adorable uh, lug on the other side of the line. Oh, um, that's me. About all the Blink-22 songs, all of uh, Plus 44, Boxcar Racer, all sorts of simple creatures. The adjacents. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. But we talk about them in, five, in episodes that are five minutes or less. Um, so they're over quickly. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, and here's the rule. Here's the secret of the rule. When there's a new Blink release, that's when the new season of Blink and Mystic comes out. So... If you hear an announcement for Blink-182 releasing, that is also the announcement of, of season three of Blink and you'll miss it. It's, it's both. So when you see Blink-182 has a new album coming out on X, think, ooh, Blink and you'll miss it has a new season coming out on X plus, give me a week, plus seven. Yeah. Um, and that's the rule. Uh, I have some other side projects and associated stuff uh, along with it. Um, but, uh, that is when I, uh, kick into high gear for blinking on this. So, um, that is on the scavenger network and, uh, yeah, check it out. It's, it's a fun time and you can listen to a lot of episodes. Incredibly bingeable. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But that is going to do it, uh, for us for this, uh, episode one, this millennium, this, yes. uh, society, <laughs> so, well, we're leaving 5,000 for now perhaps we'll come back because that boy is now long yeah, exactly he well all of your friends you've made in 5,000 BCE are very long dead long. and you haven't aged at all so uh, we're gonna leave oh. you we'll see you uh, sometime in the future uh, but for now I am James Anderson and I'm Colin Parker Colin I've given you this knife will you read what it says on the handle it says hang on a second I'm like <laughs> Oh, it says Excelsior. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.